There's an uneasiness growing within today's parents. Questions arise around what our kids are being taught, exposed to, and influenced by. Thankfully, a fully engaged, well-informed parent is a powerful thing. And that's why I support Answers in Genesis, and I would recommend you do as well, because it's important to remember that the battle for our kids' minds isn't one in the courts or the classrooms. It's one from the safety and comfort of our own home. So be the difference our kids need and visit www.answers.gift today. My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. We have a special message that I can't wait for you to hear. Because if you're watching this program and you were saved, you have the spirit of the living God living within you. You have power. You have authority. You are anointed for purpose. But my question is, what are you doing with this anointing? Be blessed by this message. Well, the title of this message today is You Have the Power. Punch your neighbor say, you got power. But I want to ask you, you're anointed for purpose. God has called you with this power and this anointing, but what are you doing with it? Uh Uh-huh. Well, the thing about it, I believe we're living in a time now that we are having a great revival. People keep saying we're a revival's coming. No, revival is here because revival is in us and we're the hands and the feet of Jesus and what we got to do is fan the flames within us because some of y'all may be running on fumes. It's time to tank up again. But I believe in this revival, the Lord is going to use all of us. We're going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. We're going to lead people to Jesus. We're going to have a boldness. So we got to get some power and boldness in the body of Christ. But I also believe during this time, the enemy is working overtime. Have y'all been distracted lately? Discouraged a little bit? Rattled a little bit? Frustrated a little bit? I think we can all fill in the blanks there because he knows what's taking place. But I feel like more than anything else, what the enemy is after in these end times is our testimony. Because I put a post on that this week because he knows if he can get our testimony, what happens, it weakens the church and it brings confusion to a lost world. So he's working overtime. And see, we may say, well, it could never happen to us. Well, Mr. and Miss Super Christian, it can happen to any of us. Because the devil knows our weaknesses. So what we need to do is to quit pointing fingers at everybody else. Understand that we're all on Team Jesus right now. Encourage each other. Lift each other up. And protect the testimony that God has given us. Because he's going to use all of us in these day, last days, because we have the power. Y'all are saying, I don't feel too powerful. Well, by the end of this service, you watching my television, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. All right, let's get started in the Word. If you got your Bibles, let's go to Acts 4, 12 through 15, a very familiar scripture. Nor is there salvation in any other, 
For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which you must be saved. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. Y'all say Jesus. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing about it. But when they had commanded them to go outside of the council, they conferred among themselves. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, I pray now that you anoint me to teach this word, anoint every heart to receive. Now, this is such a familiar scripture, but I'm going to set a little history here. Peter and John were on their way to the temple to pray. That's the first thing that we need to understand in this revival is we got to pray. We can never replace the presence of the Lord or prayer with entertainment. Because prayer is the fuel that's going to uh, fuel this revival fire that's burning. And it starts with us. So we got to pray like never before. But on the outside of this temple, y'all remember the story, there was a beggar, crippled beggar. Now, in those days, it was not uncommon to have to beg. If you were, had any kind of handicap, you had to beg. Well, you've heard the story. He was begging for alms. Alms. But what I want you to notice, he was standing outside the doors of the temple. Church people were passing by him every day on the way to church. Will that preach or not? How many times I thank God that we have the opportunity to gather again. But how many times have we passed people that need Jesus on our way to church? People that are hurting. People that are lost. People that are discouraged. In fact, last week I was in Walmart and a friend of mine was over in the, uh, the clothing department, and she had fallen, was black and blue all over. Her arm was hurting really bad. She thought it was broken, and it looked broken. And I said, let's just pray for that arm. Right there in the middle of the store, so you got to just, if you're crazy, just be crazy for Jesus, okay? <laughs> and when you ever figure out you're crazy, you don't care what people think, Okay. And so I could feel the virtue. Have you ever prayed for anybody and you just knew the Lord had touched and healed them? Sometimes I pray for them and I feel the virtue. Sometimes I don't feel nothing, but they're still healed. Because you know what? He's the healer. We're not. So I called her a couple of days later and I said, I wanted to check on you. And she said, I want you to know I was going to call you. But that pain left instantly. And instantly, no broken bones, and I'm working in my yard today, and that was just maybe two days later. But see, that was a divine opportunity, a divine setup by God, but how many times do we get so busy that we don't look for the hurting people? And you may say, well, I'm just not that bold. Well, if you ever learn that you're not the healer, Jesus is. It takes a lot of pressure off for you that your job is to be obedient, to lay hands on the sick and expect them to be recovered. So we've got to become the church. So Peter and John said, look at us. In other words, 
get your hand, get your mind off your problem. And he said, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand, y'all know the story, his ankle bones was restored, his legs was restored. You're talking about rejoicing. He went into the temple, started praising God. Because see, he came there begging for alms, but he left with legs. We serve a God that's more than enough. We got to have some radical faith. Do y'all have some radical faith? That we're going to see some radical miracles take place in the body of Christ. That's going to make believers out of believers. We don't even believe what we, we preach anymore. So he goes into the temple, and I, just like Peter and John, you've got something in your hand that you can give somebody. It may be silver, it may be gold, but if not, you can encourage somebody. And I can tell you, if you can't find nobody to encourage, encourage me. We all could use encouragement right now. People need, are waiting on you. You're waiting on people to do something that God called you to do. That's you talking by TV too. So anyway, this man goes inside of the temple and he's just dancing and he's praising the Lord and he's excited. Well, what happened? There was an audience. And what does a preacher do when he gets an audience? Oh, Peter started preaching. And 5,000 were added to the church that day, not including the women and children. This is another word. I believe God is going to use all of us. This is not just a man's world and man's ministry. I believe he's going to use women like never before. I believe he's going to use children like never before. Why? They were never counted. The rejects, the one that was the misfits, he's going to use all of us. You know when the, the little boy had the two-piece fish dinner, y'all remember the story? And he had the seed to feed a multitude, but he wasn't even counted because he was a child. And then think about his mama. She had to prepare the seed. She wasn't counted. So you just watch. God's going to use more. He's not looking for superstars. He's just looking for people that are obedient to do what he called them to do. And punch your neighbor and say, that's you. So he went into the, the temple and he was praising the Lord. And the religious leaders got so upset they threw Peter and John in, in jail and said, we'll take care of you tomorrow. Don't be surprised that when miracles start taking place that the religious people don't like it. They're not going to like it because they're trying to explain to people why miracles are not for today. Well, one thing they can't argue with is your testimony of what God brought you through. That's why the enemy is after your testimony. You need to hold on to it with your life. They can explain all they want to. But when you've been healed, you've been set free, you've been delivered. They can't argue with those testimonies. Religious people don't like to see God using ordinary people that are disqualified, unqualified. They don't like to see women used. I tell them, you know what? God knew I was a woman when he called me. He's not surprised at all. He's looking for all of us. Yes. 
So he put Peter and John in jail. Well, just imagine them going before these 70 leaders, these dignified people, these people that were so educated, had their royal robes on, probably just pranced in there like a peacock. Look at us. Look at us. Sit in their royal chairs. But you know, it didn't intimidate Peter and John at all. Why? They had been with Jesus. They had power. They had authority. The Holy Spirit had been poured out. They were filled with Holy Ghost and fire. And these men were not going to intimidate them. And even these religious leaders said, we can tell they're uneducated. We can tell they're in queue, not qualified. But one thing we can say is they have been with Jesus. And this world is not impressed with your titles. They're not impressed with what's before your name or after your name. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but what they're looking for is have you been with Jesus? Have you been with Jesus? Are you anointed? Because see, it's the anointing of the Holy Ghost that's going to destroy yokes and bondages in lives. See, God didn't call me to be a motivated, motivational speaker. I might motivate you for a minute, but unless you know the word, unless you feel the power of God, you're not going to change because it's his anointing. And that's what this world is looking for. They're looking for real. They're looking for light in a dark world. That's us. That's us in the body of Christ. That's all of us. I can remember growing up. Do y'all remember your, your childhood years? Some of us we have to think a little while for the childhood years, but some of the greatest preachers, they may not have had a high school education. They may have butchered the English language like I do. <laughs> but one thing about it, you knew they had been with Jesus. You didn't have to call them anything in particular. Brother, sister was fine but you knew they had been with Jesus because you could feel the anointing. You could feel the power of God. And sometimes they was right just on the, the pew looking down at you. <laughs> so Lord, let us all be with you and spend time in your presence. So after this, they let Peter and John go because they didn't know what to do with them. They knew they had been with Jesus. They warned them, don't you tell anybody about Jesus. Quit talking about Jesus, knowing that they were going to continue to talk about Jesus because they had the boldness. So let's read the next scripture. Acts 4, 29 through 31. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Y'all say boldness. boldness. By stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Y'all say boldness. So after Peter and John got there, he told them about all the threats. 
But what I want you to notice is these people didn't say, let's pray that the Lord gets us out of this mess. Let's pray that the Lord delivers us from this. But no, they said, Lord, give us the boldness to speak your word. I want to give us all a revelation. If y'all hadn't figured it out, we're living in the last days. We're going to have COVID. If it's not COVID, it's going to be something else. It's going to be, if it's not COVID, it's going to be another variant. It's got variants. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. And we've got to expect it. But we in the body of Christ cannot bow down to fear. Because that's what the enemy is wanting to do. You know, we think we're through with this wave, and then they start telling you, well, you might not want to assemble again. Well, how long are we going to wait to assemble together when this world is dying and going to hell? This is the greatest opportunity for the church to rise up and become the church and say, we serve a miracle-working, supernatural God of now. And we will not bow to the idol of fear one more day. Because if we, if we, the world, if the enemy understands, okay, I got him in that spirit of fear. Well, let's, let's make him afraid of something else. Hey, we got him now. Let's scare him with something else. And we know it's real and we know we got to be careful. But we know one thing, it is an attack of the enemy on the church to shut us down. So we will not walk in the power and the authority to win more people to Jesus. And I believe I've discussed this with Miss Poe. People don't want to go back to church, and they probably never will. They're using it as an excuse. But the amazing thing is they go to Walmart, they go to Lowe's, they go anywhere else. But they can't assemble with Christians. We got to grow up in the body of Christ. We need each other more than ever before. And we're going to come out of this stronger, like the song that y'all sang today. We're going to come out stronger than ever before. The enemy thought he had shut us up, but what he didn't, we might have got knocked down, but we got up stronger than ever before again. Because you can't keep a faith Christian down. In the name of Jesus. So we're going to pray that same thing here today. Lord, grant to your servants the boldness to extend your hands to perform miracles, signs, and wonders in the mighty name of Jesus. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to sweep in here, empower us, refresh us, and give us the boldness to do what he's called us to do. You watching by television. I've never seen such timid little Christians in my life. Timidity. We're not given the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. But I think sometimes we've lost our mind. Lord, give us the mind of Christ. So why are we not walking in power and authority and boldness? Well, we get discouraged. We get rattled by everything that's taking place in the world. But one thing is we don't stay plugged into the power source, Jesus Christ. If I had a fan up here and I turned that thing on, if it's not plugged in, it's not going to have any cool air. 
And the world tells us there's three kinds of people. Have y'all heard this before? People that make things happen. Y'all know any people just make things happen? They're go-getters. They're going to get it done. Don't ever, that's the kind of people you want to ask to do something. Give a job to a busy person. Don't ever give, if they're not doing anything, they're not going to help you either. If y'all heard that before, you think, well, you ain't got nothing else to do. You could do this. They're not going to show up and help you. (laughs) Find somebody that's busy. They'll get it done. Then there's people that watch things happen. There's a lot of people, they want revival, but they want somebody else to pray. They want somebody else to fast. They want somebody else to do the work. And then there's people that wonder, what happened? What happened? How in the world did she get on national television? I could say, I don't know, but I was just a little, little, what is it? A little shot that just kept on shooting. (laughs) You just don't give up. You just keep on. Because why? I'm here to serve God and not man and be obedient to him. So there are three kinds of people in the spiritual world. The natural person, these are the lost people. These are the people that don't know Jesus. We can't, you know, we can't talk about them. They don't know any better. But the next group is who I want to talk about, and that's the carnal Christians. All right, bring me that bottle up here. (laughs) Now, I've used this before, but it's been a long time, so y'all hang in there. Thank you. Uh, yeah. All right, whiny honey, go sit down. <laughs> that was good. I didn't ask her to do that. <laughs> she helped me out just a little bit. But seriously, we're living in a time now, and this is, this is serious because we're living in a time of a bunch of carnal Christians, and we all have been there before. And it seems like what we're doing now, a lot of the pastors... A lot of, see, you're leaders. You lead somebody. You may be a parent, grandparent. You may be on a job, but you influence somebody. But it seems like we're spending all of our time examining the milk. Pastors. Is it too hot? Is it too cold? The parents. Is this going to be too hard on little sweet pea? Am I going to break their spirit? Do y'all remember your parents breaking y'all's spirit? I remember them breaking the switch, don't y'all? And then there's the employers. Will they be offended? Seems like the whole world is offended now. I might offend them with what I say. I might offend you, but you know one thing, it comes from God. And if you were supposed to get it, you're going to get it. Our ministry is to spread the hope of Jesus to this hurting world through the media. 
Television is very expensive, but so worth it. By partnering with us, you can touch people's lives all over, and this world needs Jesus. If you would consider partnering with us, you can make a donation through our website, sandrahancott.org, or through the address that's on the screen, or you can even call us at 1-800-579-7350. I want to thank you in advance for being a blessing. I pray this message blessed you and you've got your mind made up that you want to be filled with Jesus. See, as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of people today, they're not walking in victory. And as I talk to more and more people, I hear the same thing. I'm thirsty for more of Jesus. I'm hungry for more of Jesus. I need to be refilled with the Spirit of the Lord because we're living in a time now that it's Jesus or Jesus. He's our only hope. And I believe during these times, we're going to have that mighty revival that we talked about. But I encourage all of you, God is going to to use you, but protect your testimony. Say so filled with the Spirit of the Lord that the enemy says, I'm going to leave this one alone because your testimony is going to be used to change so many lives for Jesus because you have power and you have authority and it's time for you to walk in that power and authority. Now, if you're watching this program and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, that's the most important decision that you'll ever make. Now, many of you may know religion. You know, we in this area, we're in the Bible Belt. Everybody will tell you they joined a church. But joining a church does not save you. Praise, uh, shaking a preacher's hand does not save you. It's about having a heart change, accepting Jesus, growing to be more like him, and having a relationship with Jesus instead of religion. And if that's you, I want to lead you to Jesus today and just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross just for me and you rose again on the third day. Come into my heart and come into my life. And from this day forward. Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk.